Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, pick guardian. Empty chair. Empty chair, empty chair. <laughs> Billy is down for the count, as is Jared. It, what is the world coming to? Hope everybody's doing well out there and not being as sick as these two are. Uh, hey, everybody. It's me, Todd. Like, welcome to the Guitar Knobs Podcast. We're thrilled to death that you are listening to our show uh, with just Tony and me today. Two knobs. Uh, followed by another couple of um, uh, knobbish gents. Uh, may uh, you introduce yourselves? Sure. Uh, Brian Chalemi from Sonic Artifacts, the podcast. And this is also Max Braun from Sonic Artifacts. Boom. All right. Hey, I was just on your show a little while ago. Thank you for having me on. That was it great. Was, that was great fun. Pleasure, man. Serious pleasure. And um, I hope that uh, the grading is the same after you get done with this one. <laughs> and next time, if you need some real talent. Right. Yes. There you go. Uh, we'll call Billy. That's um, what the show. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Billy, uh, Billy, Billy. So uh, we have got a lot to talk about. And, you know, anytime we have um, partners on the show or whatever, you know what that means. That means two, four on the floors. That's eight. On a plate. Yes, on a plate. sir. Yes. So we're excited for that. We've got some bunch of other awesomeness to discuss. Um, we want to call special attention to, uh, you know, we just had this the, the show with the guitar heroes. Mm. And we got, we've, we've gotten a, a, quite a few uh, messages in on, on other people's guitar heroes. So I wanted to share them. And if you're listening, you're like, I have guitar heroes. Send them to us for Pete's sakes. What are you waiting for? I don't know. What are you? Uh, I, I love that. Type. What, what, what are you? But anyways, that's nice. Todd. Yeah. Um, here we go. This is from Justin Valeri. Hey, just listened to the guitar heroes episode. Loved the Josh Ami call out. Uh, one of my favorite players. I would add Jerry Cantrell, ah, Adam Jones, that. Alan Johannes, ah. Dave Matthews, mm. And the duo of Chris Cornell and Kim Thale, he he, he just kind of went on a, 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 more than four. So yeah, we'll but just that's okay. Zach Wild, uh, the Jimmies, and Dime. Okay, yes, great episode. Um, and uh, it sounds like his first four were up front. So uh, that's a that's a uh, Adam Jones is a great call out. I mean, I think he's he kind of gets over overlooked a little bit. Yeah, I would say so. They're um, he's not necessarily a you know. S- Guitar, he's like a guitar anti-hero a little bit. He, you know, sits in the shadows and plays his awesomeness. Mm. Uh, so anyways, that being said, gentlemen, <laughs> if you would like to, uh, if you have yours that you would like to share with us, we would love to hear them. All right, I have four, like, real quick. Boom, hit me. So, Jay Maskus. Yeah. Okay. Billy Corgan. Yep. yep. Uh, James Hetfield. Yes. And of course, Jimi Hendrix, though. That's a solid lineup. Solid lineup. How about Mm. you? Let me think about it. Uh, Definitely Keith Richards is on there. Um, I love the rhythmic grooves. I'm not like a serious heavy shredder myself. So it's nice to have idols that you can kind of do actually what they do. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> you know, uh, I do love Buddy Holly. I think, uh, you know, one of the forerunners of uh, three-piece bands and you know, songs and stuff like that. 
Uh, and I mean, there's so, I mean, I guess there's so many, I mean, you know, first four to come to your head. That's what, yeah, I mean, that's what's yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, and you know, James Williamson and Ron Ashton from the Stooges, I yep. would say. Okay. Excellent choices. Perfecto. If you listening right now, wherever you are, have your four heroes and, and maybe even, you know, what we did on the show is we said, look, if you're going to see a, a wall mural of the greatest guitar heroes ever, Skip those guys. Tell us the other guys. You know who those are. We know who they are. If, they've, who they if are. they've appeared on the cover of Guitar Player Magazine, skip them. <laughs> um, <laughs> multiple times, we'll say. Yeah, that. multiple times. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, so yeah, please send them to us. Um, moving onward and upward. So before we go any further, Tom, yes, I, I just wanted to bring up uh, the passing of yet another great player that – Probably a lot of people may not even know existed, but if you do a quick Wikipedia search, you will find uh, we were amazed. We counted what upwards of three hundred albums that this guy has played on. Pretty pretty close to probably around like two fifty, two seventy five. We got a chance to uh, to I guess kind of brush shoulders with him a while back. This is we're talking about Michael Rhodes, who most recently was has been playing with Joe Bonamassa as his bass player. And he's, you may have seen him. He's this tall, lanky guy, uh, incredible bass player, and uh, an incredible session bass player. And like I said, a quick trip to the Wikipedia page. And I mean, I, I, it, I was just shocked because you scroll and scroll and scroll on all of the uh, albums that he has played on. Um, just a sad passing. Another one. You know, too soon. I mean, I think yeah. he was uh, hadn't even hit seventy yet, and uh, just you it, know, it, it's a kind of he's a, he was a kind of player. Now, I, I wasn't honestly, I wasn't really familiar with him before we saw Joe Bonamassa um, here in Ohio, uh, and I recall actually leaning over to you and say, like, "Holy crap, l- that bass player!" Like when when somebody is that good on bass, they command attention. Uh, not because they're hop jumping around and acting all crazy. It's just like wow, so solid, so good. Yep. Um, and this is amongst all this, you know, keyboards and mul- drums and multiple guitar players and everything. And he stood out. And that's saying something. Um, on that note, I think it's also worth mentioning um, that uh, another bassist um, had passed uh, at age fifty-six, which is way, 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 way too young. Steve Mackey of Pulp, who I'm. I'm Big, I love Britpop, and uh, he's you know, pulp, pulp's the good stuff, and uh, that's just so young, it's crazy. Well, since we're on the subject, oh, I'd also holy crap, <laughs> this is welcome to the what, guitar obituary page. What's going on? Well, David Lindley, uh, oh, yeah, was another one. If you, I'm sure everyone has heard his pedal steel work, especially with Jackson Brown and some of his own stuff. He is just an incredible guy that just did his job. And we, you know, speaking of slide, yes. Well, well, pedal of, steel and slide is different. But guitar, speaking of guitar players, yes. don't forget. I mean, we just lost Gary Rossington from Linrid Skinrid and the Rossington Collins Band. Yeah, famed for the slide guitar solo in that uh, particular Freebird song. Maybe you've heard of it. Uh, yeah, crazy. Jared actually was. I think Jared played that. His they had his, his guitar uh, down his at Les Carter's. Paul at yeah. Carter. Yeah. yeah. 
to it. Oh, wow. It's like they're like, you guys want to play this? We're like, no. <laughs> it's like two hundred seventy five thousand dollar guitar. Why on earth would you hand me that? Well, they handed it to oh. Jared, which was it put us into even more fear. You know, <laughs> Ooh, I didn't mean yeah. to drop it. <laughs> We're pretty certain this is French fry grease on the back of this neck. Well, how did this get here? Um, so on that happy note, yes. I mean, yeah, onward just... and upward. We're sorry to hear that, and please, people, take care of yourselves out there and all that stuff. Okay. Now, what's going on in our music world this week? Moving and shaking, we're going to check in right here with the lovely, leggy Tanya Blonsky. <laughs> Boy, my, my description gets more and more interesting every week. <laughs> yes, and then we'll find out what's going on with the fellows from Sonic Artifacts. Okay, so uh, I'll, I'll mention two things this week. Um and they're they're both related. I did two pretty cool projects, uh, things that I call either my signature or logo pick guards. Uh, the first one I did um, was for Little Steven. Um, Rickenbacker was kind enough of to... the Bruce Springsteen. Well, band. yes. Well, yeah. I mean, not everybody. Don't you think we got a lot of we have a lot of variants in age, Tony? Oh, okay, and, and also that. Little Steven's Underground Garage for you know, yes, those the radio you, show radio. and all that business, and also of Sopranos. Fans. Of Sopranos, fans. yes, that's correct. <laughs> um, so uh, he's out. This what is on what I believe will be Bruce Springsteen's final tour. Yes. Um, and are you guys Springsteen fans? Nah, me neither. I, okay, just, I, I'm yeah, just checking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like I like uh, Nebraska, but I guess that's kind of like the obvious. If if, yeah, really if like you, yeah. If you don't like Bruce Springsteen, yeah, you, you like, like that record. That, that record. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, so uh, Rickenbacker made Little Steven this one-off purple. Yeah, uh, twelve string Rick. Uh, they never, ever do one offs, but they did in this case. And he wanted his pick guard to have his uh, logo on it. Yeah, and Which Rick is basically the ohm sign. Yeah, right? ohm. Yeah, oh, wow. and um, so Rick and Bucker said, "No, nah, we can't do that. We don't do one onesies. Call Tony." Yeah. And so uh, another one of our guests, Andy Babiuk, uh, got a hold of me and. Uh, uh, we made this pretty cool guard. If you look on you know, either the Rickenbacker, uh, backer, sorry, I always say it wrong. Tony, no, Tony, it's an old habit. Old habits die hard. Yeah. So anyhow, there's a, a pretty cool. There's some photos of him playing this guitar and and what. That's have really you. cool. Secondly, I just did a similar project for all parts. Uh, there for their uh, Nam display. Mm-hmm. Uh, all parts, I believe. Uh, procured the uh, badass line or the rights to use that. Oh. So, uh, you know, bridges and, yeah. and different things like that. More, more, kind of most famous for the bass bridge, Yeah, right? like yeah, the yeah. replacements for P basses, the Leo Kwan badass yeah. bridge. And so they're rolling out this at this year's NAM, and uh, they wanted to have that badass logo on a couple of different guitars, a bass and a, and a guitar. So mm-hmm. if you're at the NAMM show, as, as you will be, Todd, yes. look, look for the black uh, Les Paul Jr. with the orange badass guard and the orange uh, Mustang bass with the white badass guard. I will definitely look, look for those. And by the way, any of those who are listening who are going to NAMM, um, me 
and well, I, sorry, me, I, me I go, and, I and Billy, <laughs> Billy and I, and actually Johnny Morales is going to be hanging around. Mm. He was just on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be at NAM, so please um, contact us. We'd love to meet you and, you know, do a little high five and a, you know, sure and whatever else. Yeah. Um, great. Let's check in with Max. Max, what's going on in your music world this week? Well, for like the past year, guys, I don't know if you want to hear this. I haven't really done that much musically. Uh, bo- mostly just our podcast. You know what I mean? No. Uh, yeah. I believe the question was this week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I this mean. week is specially nothing. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> well, I guess I've been thinking okay. about selling some of my gear. I, that's a good idea. Yeah. If only there was a place that you could sell that. Yeah, I was wondering, I know, is right? there like a auction-y kind of place that? But as soon as I think about selling it, I kind of don't want to. Yeah, it's hard to part. W- with what things. is one of what? Sorry, what is? Boy, I'm on a real good roll with words. Me talk pretty uh, one yeah. day. What, what is something that you were thinking about selling? So I have a '79 Marshall JMP 212 with a road case, and like I don't really gig anymore, and it's huge. But it's so cool. Is that a fifty or a hundred? Fifty. Yeah, uh, better. Oh man. I know it's so tight, but it's massive. Yeah, yeah. That's terrible. What do you, What do you think? Uh, what What is What does something like that command? I'm not really certain of that particular. That's a I'm very specific sure thing. I'm pretty sure it's between like fifteen and eighteen hundred. People have them online for like two thousand to twenty two hundred, but that's like you know basically retail. Yeah. 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 So I think fifteen to eighteen on Craigslist, something like that. Wow, that's really really cool. That's a great amp. That is. I know, so I can't get rid of it. I think, no, <laughs> I think you should save it, especially in New York. Uh, yeah, that's a must-have. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but it's freaking huge. It's like I can barely move it. Yeah, the road case, It's one of those situations where the road case in this case doesn't actually help. It just makes it like insane. I know. Yeah. <laughs> when I first got it. I bought it in like Williamsburg and brought it back to bed Brooklyn. And I had, to, I was by myself. Oh, right. Man. So I put it in a taxi by myself. Oh my God. And then I, I lived on the third floor. So I actually had to take it out of the road case and carry it upstairs. <laughs> yeah. This is the and iron. then carry up the road case separately. An army of rats helped oh, you out. Oh my God. Oh, I mean, rough. at least Vox has the, uh, the, the nicety to put three handles on their AC 30s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Not just one. Yeah. Yeah. Just the one hand. Well, I don't. Ugh. In a road case, too. Yeah. Mm. Well, let us know how that works out for you. Um, <laughs> don't, don't sell it. Don't sell uh, it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Brian, about yourself. Um, well, this week, uh, well, I played a gig last week. I haven't, you know, it's pretty early in the week, man. This week, uh, Brian, this week. I know this week, uh, <laughs> nothing. I came off of work yesterday. I watched some dumb show and passed out. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, nothing too much. Um, yeah, I got a lot of podcast stuff this week, to be honest. I played a show last week, a lot of music stuff last week. This week, I have, uh, you know, between our show and coming on this show, you know, we got a couple of days of the week. Tell us but, about the show. Not, well, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, the show you played. The show you played. Uh, well, yeah, what are we talking about here? Uh, um, yeah, so I have a band. It goes under my last name, Chalemi. Uh, I put a record out in like 2021 and uh, yeah, moved back to New York from L.A. Uh, last year. Uh, so I've been trying to find people to play with and get a band together and stuff. So I finally found a really good group of guys that I'm excited about. And oh, we played cool. our second show, so two shows in a row with the same crew. 
Uh, so feeling good about, uh, you know, moving forward and trying to play some cool shows this spring, you know? What's the vibe of the band? Uh, it's kind of like, uh, I guess like 60, you know, 60, 70 style rock. Um, I like Lee Hazelwood a lot, but it's definitely like harder than that. Um, yeah. Cool, man. So what, yeah, what a do you- A little country Yeah, a, little a bit. bit. Huh. A little bit rock and roll. I was going to ask, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, uh, do you feel musician wise, uh, the difference between LA and the New York scene? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm from, uh, you know, around here, I, you know, I came up in the, you know, the music scene here. I've been, you know, playing music in New York city since I was 18 and, you know, I'm 40 now. So, um, so I feel much closer to that here, but yeah, I mean, LA is definitely a different boat. There's definitely less places to play. People are, don't play as much and people, there's a lot more session stuff happening where right. people playing five bands, you know what I mean? And they're really good, but they're not really just waiting to see which one hits, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas New York, you can kind of uh, build a scene, and uh, it's a little, it's a little easier. The it's not as Hollywood, you know, for lack of a better yeah, word. No, you totally. Know, you know, you know, <laughs> it's more about art here, I guess, and it's more about entertainment there. So having that art angle, you know, there's a noise scene. There's more experimental stuff. So if you know, especially if you're just trying to play in a rock band, it's you know, you, it's a little more flexible in terms of what you can do. Um, yeah. Say out there, it just seems a little. There's not as many clubs, and it's it's more about like trying out for the big show. It's like everything yeah. is like, are you gonna make it? Yeah, everything's that whole vibe versus yeah. just like becoming an art, you know, artist and trying to make good songs and make a good record, and hopefully people dig it, and you know what I mean, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I hear you. So uh, yeah. So uh, hey, on that note, I think this is this is pretty cool. I'm going to share this just real quick. How about you, Todd? Oh, actually, yeah, that'll this will work him in a thing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was going to slide right into that. Anyways. I know. <clears throat> so, that. this week, preparing for um, our, our our trip out to Nam, mm -hmm. um, I solidified all the travel plans and yabba yabba all that stuff. And I thought, you know, while we're out there, I know Billy had has never been to you know the Sunset area, and, I was, and he's like, hey, you know. Really want to go out there, and I'm like, yeah, man. I mean, I grew up out there, and actually, one of our songs, um, which is called "Bring Me the Night," is all about that. And uh, so I said, let's do it. I started looking around. I was like, man, maybe there's some shows or something. It'd be really cool. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I'm looking at like the entire week that we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna be hanging out. There's nothing. It's just a whole bunch of bands I've never even I've never heard of. So there is lots going on, just nothing that I'm aware that I'm familiar with, until I got to a little tiny theater mm. featuring a little tiny band that I love. Uh, let me guess, X. Ah. Oh, nice. I can't believe it. We got tickets to go see X at this tiny theater. They're like nice. 35 bucks. I could not be. Wow. I was like texting everybody. I mean, that's <laughs> I was so by, excited. By LA standards, that's a free show. I mean, seriously, yeah. like, what, what is this? You know, I, I, if, I don't, maybe it's a hoax. I don't even know because it didn't, it, that sound, that's crazy. I don't get it. You sure it said X? I, it says it's X. It's it is it is uh, April twelfth, I believe, Wednesday, April twelfth, and I. Pfft, hell yeah! You sure it wasn't the Roman numeral X? It is the Roman numeral X. I know, but uh, <laughs> that's what their band. The is. band name is Ten. <laughs> yes, the band name is Ten. No, no, it's all, it's it's it showed their faces and everything. Oh, okay. 
So if you're out there, look out for the show. And uh, maybe we'll see you there. That'd be really fun. That's so pretty please cool. Please say hi. Yeah, that, that, that's really neat. Massively excited about this. That's probably better than the Nam show. I mean, I, this is shaping up to be pretty sweet. I'm, I'm very, very excited. I'm happy for you. You know, Tony. Yes, Todd. Tour gear patch cables. You should get some. I have some. <laughs> what do you mean? I should. I just get went some. right for the throat on that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, we talk about this every week, yeah. uh, and um, it's because, A, we truly believe they're fantastic products, yes. and um, I actually need to order some more, uh, and they're good They're good dudes, and yes. they make, the, make it affordable. Yeah, but, you know, speaking of affordability, go to the website, load up your shopping cart with all lengths and shapes and sizes. Patch cables galore. When you get to the end... Mm-hmm. There's a little place you can put a coupon code in. Type in the guitar knobs, and you're going to save in the extra 10%. Yep. That's in, that is a solid way to make sure you have a board that's dialed in. You get all the same patch cables, so you're not mixing and matching them. And, uh, you know, they're not cumbersome. It's it's a great, great way to operate your, your pedal board. So and don't forget the it. U.S. dollar goes further in Canada. That is... True, so it's even cheaper somehow. Uh, now we want to thank Tour Gear for sponsoring our four on the floor times two. Times two, Tony. Let me get a little bit of this. Wow, that was a good one. <laughs> one, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. All right, let's get four on the floor, which is. Double the fun from the Sonic Artifacts guys, Brian and Max. Brian, you go first. All right, man. Well, I got to have some reverb, so I'm going to start out with uh, Earthquaker Devices Ghost Echo. Mm. Good one. Solid choice. Yes, definitely. What about that one out of all the reverbs? What do you love about it? It's kind of transparent. Um, And I actually only use it on my 50-watt amplifier. Uh, The lower ones, I feel like I, I have to... It doesn't push the pedal. Doesn't I don't get the juice that I want out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but on a fifty watt amplifier like my, I have the sixties basement, it just perfectly doesn't add any gain, which I don't want it to add. Yeah, um, that's why I like it. That's cool. That's cool. Now, uh, do you get the same? I'm trying to remember if the Ghost Echo is sort of tanky or slappy or like springy or slappy or both or. It's kind of has kind of like an echoey thing. Like it can get really kind of crazy. They call it the ghost echo because it has these ghost trail notes, but I don't put it anywhere near uh, on the settings that it would, that happens, you know? Right, right. So I keep it pretty, pretty tame. But on my smaller amps, I use like a Van Amps uh, uh, spring reverb tank that yeah. I just put on top of the amp. Um, mm. And that drives it. And I get a kind of a couple dBs more and it hits it right hard in the front end with the basement it's like kind of starts feeding back and stuff so this is uh the ghost deck the ghost deck are, are you dragging the basement around to those gigs and man I, uh, I was i was and i yeah man i mean for a long time i carried the original 212 cabinet i've oh, taken that thing across the country like an maniac when i was younger but uh <laughs> glutton for punishment yeah i like i don't know yeah like was that the slant like, back 212 yeah, dude, I used to slant it. I had the screws and everything. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm telling you. 
fucking love it. Now he's down to a line six pod. No, no. I, I, yeah. So I when you, I, if you drop this uh, ghost echo echo pedal, does it make that you know springy sound? No, no. It's ah, totally too bad. But, Somebody yeah. should develop that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Well, <laughs> the smallest one I can find are these Van Amps ones. Uh, that you know they're. Yeah, they're, we talked about those recently. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of like the smallest one I could find that's like, you know, it's solid state, but it is there is a really small actual tank in there. Yeah, and do you put that on your pedal board? No, I just put it on top of the amp. Okay, all right. Because I don't turn it off, so, and it's like huge, you know? Yeah. But And it's kind of lame because it has a proprietary power source, so I don't want that messing around, so I kind of mm. like keep it out of the mix with people walking, you know, where you're stepping. Yeah, for sure. Man, that's cool. All right, uh, number two. Uh, super trim. Yeah. Full tone, super trim. And I have the ST, yeah, ST1 that has the 10 dB boost. So I keep that on a little bit and I keep that always on. Um, and it's just, you know, it's a nice little crunch. Um, and you know, obviously the tremolo is pretty great. Is that the, is that the, the big pedal or the, with the big, two big knobs or is it? Yeah, exactly. That's the one I have. Yeah. Yeah. The big one. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, it's, um, there was a little while I would use it for these intros where I would do like the really slow kind of crazy, like, uh, um, you know, halftime kind of stuff. And then you can cut it to the regular like Fender style tremolo and you can kind of like, uh, there's a bunch of cool options with that. I think. Yeah. That's a cool pedal. Yep. Yeah. I'm not crazy about the 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 layout on that one. I struggle with that because I got big feet and it's like the the foot the the um, you know the, the, yeah, the hard soft and the half speed. Yeah, but where you're trying to yeah. It's you just yeah. like it's right in the middle of the two big knobs and, and, and sideways. I'm like, what? oh well. Yeah, yeah, I've been keeping them on more, and I just kind of just keep it on usually, unless it's like one of these songs where I'm strumming and the tremolo will like get in the way, which is not very often. Yeah, but. yeah. I guess I just need pointy shoes. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I'm actually looking at a pair. It's pretty cool. Anyways, uh, number three. Number three. Uh, it's a new edition. I, I put this on last year. Um, I got, so I was into the carbon copy delay, but I thought it was kind of too dark. I, I remember buying one years ago, um, MXR carbon copy delay. And then I stumbled across in a Sam Ash, like secondhand. I was trying a bunch of delays out um, on Sunset Boulevard, and they had one, and it was the MXR but it's the bright one. It's like a, it's like Kermit the Frog green almost. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that, yeah. So it, it, the, and it got they they filtered out the darkness. Yeah. It, it doesn't sound brighter than normal. It just sounds normal. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> there you the, go. Yeah. So I'm like great because I, I I like I like a cutting tone. Um, and you know the other one was cool, but like I said, it was too dark. And then this is just like normal. It's more to me. It's like not even bright. It's just transparent. Okay. So that's pretty cool for um, you know little slapbacks effects and stuff like that. Or if like I found it kind of cool for a solo boost because uh, it sort of um, kind of thickens the sound. It's kind of a kind of clean boost, but in some ways because it's not really like a game when you hit it. You know. Right. Right. So. I really wanted to have a uh, a little switch. You know, you go from high to low, but it says hi ho. I hold. <laughs> no. Yeah. no one else will be able to see it but you. Yeah. How about cease and desist? Wrong <laughs> here. Okay. Uh, Number four. four. Four is a like a I don't even know twelve like twelve years ago when I first basically my original basement and my original guitar started breaking down. All the stuff started breaking. So I got really into gear because I was like, I got vintage gear. I, I got to you know I got to replace things the right way and. Uh, and I was like, you know, 
I want to get, I didn't really play with pedals when I was younger. So this is the first pedal kind of, I ever, I bought a couple pedals and I sold them, but really that I got connected with was, uh, I had a friend build me, um, with nudge, which again, at this time I was like, Oh, you can build stuff. People can make you stuff. You don't have to go to the store. Uh, he built me a treble booster pedal and he had an yeah. old real, like, you know, a, like, uh, you know, the real, um, I think it's the OC 44 yeah. in there. Uh, he took it out of like an old Hammond organ or something. He's like, Oh, I got the parts. It's pretty simple. I want to just try and make, you know, pedal. And I've been using it ever since. And it's super cool. Um, and I've tried some other ones and they're not really the same. And, uh, I don't know what I would do. Uh, I don't know what he even did in there either. So, yeah. You know, uh, speaking of the treble booster, there was one that I saw on sale, uh, used, um, cause I'm, constantly looking at things and i started to look into it i hadn't heard about it before um and i i started to go down a path of finding out what people had said about this, this was released like maybe almost 10 years ago it's, it's i think around there and uh <laughs> i remember going into this one forum and it's funny because you know if you're going into a form, it's a certain kind of person and, and you know, certain age typically and all this stuff. And I was going through and looking, 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 looking. And then down at the bottom, they goes, um, yeah, I didn't really like that one. I, f uh, I f heard of this guy named Chris and I, and I had him, I got a pedal from him. They're pretty cool. Um, and they're, pre <laughs> and they're really cheap. And I was like, that's got to be that's got to be Chris Vincent yeah. R to R and it, and it was because I ah, followed the link oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like what <laughs> this guy was calling him out way early oh, like wow. when he first started yeah that's amazing yeah that's amazing yeah he makes some I mean if I was gonna get one I would doubt it's the one I would get yeah. you know what I mean yeah. I just happened to have one my friend made me for years and I, I just it's you know what am I gonna do I, it sounds great I'm like okay yeah so. if it ain't broke don't fix it. Yeah, 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 it works, you know. Okay, so. All right. Well, that was a solid lineup. Thank you, Brian. Max, how about yourself? All right. So I, for like my whole time I've been playing music, I really only use three pedals, but it's four if you include a tuner. Yeah. Does that count? <laughs> by, by the way, just before we go any further, anybody that's playing along and trying to see... So I'm I'm thinking this uh, of like... Uh, mentally like hollow notes okay so we just heard from daryl hall and now like the, the smoother sounding guy with the mustache oats <laughs> you're up go ahead that, right. that's how we're keeping <laughs> mentally <laughs> i know that's not what you guys look like but it's fun let's just go with it. can, can, you, right, can right. you sing the man eater part <laughs> <laughs> He's a man yeah. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. So like I like I said, I really only used three pedals for the most most of the time I ever played music, right? Right. Um four if you include a tuner. All right. We'll con we'll, okay. we'll 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 bend the rules slightly and allow you to use a tuner. What type of tuner do you use? So I always use well, I, I had one of those crappy boss ones for a long time, but that broke. But then I got the TC Electronics Polytune, which I love. Yeah. Yep. The Mini? No, this was before the Mini came okay. out. Okay, all right. But I wish I had the Mini, but, you know, I, yeah. it, I was still too better. cheap to switch for no reason. You can see it. <laughs> That's the whole thing. It's like you look down and go, oh, I see what it's trying to tell me. Yeah, I never understood people using the Boss you... TU, too. I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. I mean, this. I mean, the Polytune, yeah, you can immediately see which... If any of your strings are out of tune, gigs are dark. Why on earth would you be messing around with the 
flipping six needle. at a time. I don't get it, man. The needle don't work. Uh, yeah, the polytune or the uh, the boss TU two is sometimes. I don't even know what was going on with it. Sometimes you know what I mean. It just like wouldn't work. Yeah, mm. that's what I use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even keep it on my board. I keep it on my amp. I have to unplug and walk over and plug oh, it in. Geez. It's like insane. <laughs> Yeah. Can I introduce you to an ABY box? Yeah. yeah. I'm, just, I'm like caveman over here. <laughs> so that was a pretty boring pedal. Yeah. But, well, hey. But that's a it's, good But tuner. it's not a it's not a, a, a TU. So there you go. Yeah. So, so typically my setup was a tuner, I had a chorus, then a fuzz, then a delay, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the chorus that I really liked was a build your own clone pedal. You remember that company? Yeah. Yeah, so I actually bought this on Craigslist a long time ago. It was a stereo chorus pedal. So somebody it's, already built it? or Somebody built it, okay. yeah. Um, it has a high and a low filter, and it has a depth and a speed. And then it has a switch, with the, which does something like uh, it switches between a different chip, right? Mm. I'm not sure exactly, but... It sounds fantastic. You get really, really crazy sounds out of it. And sometimes, you know, if you, if I went to a gig, if they had like an extra backline amp that was pretty cool, I could do a little stereo setup. Stereo, yeah. Yeah. But for the most part, you used it mono. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I had that going into the fuzz, right? Because I didn't want too much chorus on. I like how the fuzz kind of covered it over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it didn't cut down the fuzz. It like... You know, you don't want you want all the sound of the fuzz. You don't want it to slim down too much. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite fuzz? That'll be number three. Yeah, so I always use. I don't even know if this company is big. It's a made by Mike seventy eight IC muff. So a big muff clone. Some like smaller boutique guy. I think he's from England. Huh. Uh, it's one of the fuzz pedals that has one of the big muff clones that has like a. You can drop out the mids or turn on a mid filter. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. I always cut the mids. Yeah. Well, there are plenty. I had, don't think I've heard about Made by Mike. That, that, that does not sound familiar. Yeah. We'll we will to, research we'll this into that. and report our findings. <laughs> yes. Yeah, our, but it sounded great, so I never got rid of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some maybe someday that'll be worth a, a, a even some astronomical amount because it was so no. unique. If it's Mike so if trash. Mike is listening like bit, to this, all the knobs are gone. <laughs> yes. If Mike is listening to this and wants his pedal back, yeah, we can hook you up. <laughs> it's like I made three and I quit. Yeah. <laughs> How about number four? Number four, I use one of those. Old analog delays by Ivanez, the ADL. Oh, geez, yeah, I remember those. Mm-hmm. I think it's an awesome pedal. Um, it's also it has a stereo out. Sometimes I would do that instead of from the uh, from the chorus. Mm-hmm. Except it's like it, it's only it's only a stereo when it's on, which was weird. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, which was kind of annoying. Well. You know, that's an early one, so it's... <laughs> that's the <laughs> they hadn't series, series 10 ones. I believe that's the... Uh, Is that the one? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the Series 10s with the um, offset rubber pad. Oh, uh, yes. Yes, it is. You're correct. Yay, I win. You, it does have the offset rubber pad. You you win an ADL pedal. Yeah. 
That's a that's a. I think Jared's actually got that one. He might. Yeah, it's amazing. Those things are still a hundred bucks used, bare minimum, up to one thirty and and three twenty nine. Yeah, yeah, they're they're fantastic. Yeah, that's they're pretty dark, right? I would use it kind of as like I would have the volume up really high on it, the level, and use it kind of as a boost sometimes, depending on what I was doing. But you know, for noisy stuff. Dig it, man. Dig it, and and it's uh. Uh, it, it, if it, it does get destructed, it's not like, you know, one of the, uh, early as the, the 89s for the pink ones that are like 300 bucks still. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. All right. Well, that was a delightful rundown of, uh, your guys uh, four on the floors collectively. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, we did want to just get into the actual business of your business and stuff. So, Todd, before we go any further, yes, how can listeners find these guys? Well, we should ask them. Okay. Guys, how can people find you? Sonic Artifacts, the podcast is on all the major platforms, you know, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, and a bunch of apps that I've never heard of and will never Use. It is amazing but, uh, when you're like, what? What is this thing? I've never heard of that. Who the hell's listening on that? But anyway, yeah, we're on all the stuff, you know, as you guys are. So you can definitely check us out there. Uh, you know, we try we put a show out every week, um, and you know, our Instagram lists via the link tree, which is linktree slash Sonic Artifacts, and it's at Sonic underscore Artifacts at Instagram. Uh, all of the deals that we find across the country, so you can follow along, check out the links. Reach out to the seller if you want, uh, and you know, dig what we're listening, what we're talking about. Um, so yeah, you can. So there's a visual pairing to the actual to the show. Nice, fantastic. I dig it. Now, for those who don't know what Sonic Artifacts is, you're about to dip dive down deep into it. Uh, so we want to hear about all that, but we also want to hear a little bit about, you know, your guys's personal selves and how that plays into what you're doing. Um, can you, for our illustrious listeners, go into detail about what exactly Sonic Artifacts is and why? (laughs) Why? That's the hard part, right? (laughs) (laughs) Why do we do this, Max? Tell them why we do this. Uh, that's it's kind of a tricky one, Brian. It's just uh, because we were doing it already, kind of. How about that? Yeah, Max. For years, Max and I were sending deals. Uh, you know, it's kind of the only way we didn't really have even have conversations. Like we wouldn't hang out independently. <laughs> we would literally just send <laughs> deals back and forth to each other. That was uh, the beginning of our friendship. And um, you know, we do do the show remotely, so we actually don't even sit with each other. Uh, <laughs> a lot of times, it's, it's really through the show. Uh, but you know, we were sending deals back and forth for years and years. Uh, the New York Craigslist obsessed, obsessed with Craigslist. I had a Tumblr called Brian's list and I started listing deals, I don't know, maybe eight, nine years ago. And then, um, and then I got picked up by this, uh, blog Alt citizen and there I was kind of trying to put video components. You know, if I saw a piece of gear, like, Oh, there's a video of someone using it. Here's why you should buy this. It's basically, you know, a way to fuel an addiction where I can't buy all this stuff. Max can't buy all this stuff, but you know, it's an amazing deal and someone should have it. And I would just be begging all my friends. Like, are you looking for something? Are you looking for something? 
And, uh, you know, I just love sharing deals with people. You know, my buddy was looking for a guitar the other day. I sent him a 74 SG. He just went and bought it and he's loving it. He bought a brand new SG a couple years ago and he's like, this thing blows it away. And I, that, that's like what, uh, those are the kind of stories that, uh, you know, that I want to hear. And that's what we want to, we want to do is connect the seller with the buyer. And, you know, you don't have to spend a million bucks to get something that sounds awesome. Who's that friend, Brian? Mark. Oh, really? Yeah. A friend Damn. Mark Perry. Yeah, from okay. the man, from the band The Men. Yeah, he just stepped it up. He bought a 74 Les Paul special with those mini humbuckers that everyone talks about. Oh, oh that's tight. And this thing is mint. It's freaking awesome. Now, you're not are you guys benefit like and I don't mean this in a in a judgy uh <laughs> sort of way. Are you are you reaping any benefits from these said sales or are you just going like, "Hey, here's the thing." No, uh, you know, it's just it's completely, um, you know, we're listing. Yeah, the goal eventually is to have our own site where we can, you know, list this and have a, you know, um, you know, like as a forum and similar to like a reverb or one of these auction sites. But currently, you know, we reach, we email every seller. We let them know that their deal is going to be on a show, uh, you know, to reach out. If anybody buys it, tell us the story, see what, you know, what you're trying to do, where the piece of gear came from. Um, and then also, you know, if anybody's looking for anything and just reasons why you should buy something, maybe you're not looking for this now, but like, oh, that is, uh, if I see that guitar again, now I know why that's a cool deal or why that's a cool piece of gear that maybe is not as, you know, the 59 burst or whatever that, yeah, you know, a yeah. lot of, you know what I mean? Just kind of the, for under through two, three grand. It's funny when we started the show two years ago, we kind of had like a two grand to $2,500 cap. But since the prices of rising, I feel like we're now doing like three, $4,000 things now. Yeah. yeah. I know it, it does happen that way. Yeah. But you can still so, find like a, you know, a, like an ovation breadwinner every now and again. For sure. No, the, their deals are out there. And, you know, the first season I lived in Los Angeles and, you know, he was in, um, you know, obviously New York, like we were, uh, and looking at the New York Craigslist obsessively every single day for like 10 years, like, I feel like it's, an <laughs> it's like, a, so I feel like it's a sociological, I used to call it the barnacle on the whale that is Craigslist. It's like a subcategory. Yeah. And there's like, you know, all these listings and it's just, you see gear come back after six months, a year later, I remember you, I guess you're trying to sell it again, but you updated the pictures. Yeah. There's this, there's been yeah. this guy on the New York Craigslist <laughs> who I swear to God for like five years, he's been trying to sell these like autographed pictures of Peter Frampton. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen oh those God. Brian? No, I haven't. I, yeah, that never, I'm, yeah, I think I just, my eyes are so trained. I scroll through pretty fast and things just pop out like 1964. It's like, all right, stop. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm exactly the same way. Like I, I can't even explain how, Many times I look at Craigslist a day. Uh -huh. It it is it's, it's a kind of sick, yeah. And and over here in the in the, especially in the Columbus sector, there is the stuff that you're like, dude, you've been trying to sell this for like five six years. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. What are you doing? Like, are you really putting in that much time to go? I better re, re up it. You know, yeah. better renew this listing. Oh, <laughs> and and then there's this. Uh, there's also a guy that um, he's, it's like he puts everything on these same two boxes. It's all like rack gear. Um, <laughs> well, I don't, it's like, where's the, the guys had rack gear for sale and it's different. All oh, the time. Yeah. It, for, I mean, since I've been here since 2010, it's, I don't know. It's like, there's a, there is a van that's driving around our uh, the neighborhood this stuff's just bumping falling off of it and he gets <laughs> it rad. i don't i don't understand it's like okay yeah anyways um yes craigslist is the the the, the gift 
that we have that I really don't think that we truly appreciate to the degree that we should. It's a, a pure, it's a, one of the last few per, pure places on the internet, I think, in the sense that, you know, Craig himself, which there is a Craig. Yeah. Uh, and uh, our, my sister does the social media on the show, I should say. And we have a wonderful producer, my friend Vincent. Uh, so, you know, we cannot do it without them. So I have to give, give them a shout out. Um, and, you know, uh, I say this because uh, my sister used to work in a hotel and Craig came in and he told her, I am Craig. Have you heard of Craigslist? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And she's a concierge and she's like, yeah, that's how I got this job. And he's like, I'm actually Craig from Craigslist. <laughs> he like uh, said it. <laughs> yeah. But he was like super nerdy and his wife was right behind him. She was like knitting. He's, she's like, all right, let's go. And she's like, but I'm Craig. I'm like, people should care. Like he's just like, because <laughs> no one knows or cares. That he yeah. Is. That guy's rolling in it though. Yeah. Shit. It's, oh my God. Legit. I can't imagine. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, there's, they don't take, you know, they don't take advertising. It looks the same for freaking 23 years. And uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's, I think it's such, it's, it's a special place. It is a special place. It brings me great joy all the time. Yes. Every, every other day I get a, Tony, you should buy this. <laughs> yes. We're doing our own Sarnak artifacts. So just, it's, yeah. it's just me and Tony. Well, that's what I was saying. And then we, I was like, as soon as I moved and then I was in a new ecosystem, the LA Craigslist, I'm like, Hey man, they have all this Japanese stuff. They had all this stuff, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, like, and then you start understanding, uh, you know, that, and that became really exciting. And that became, you know, let's start the first season. I share five deals in LA with Max and Max shared five deals in New York with me, you know? Yeah. It is really interesting when, so like traveling around the country, when, wherever I go, I remember the last, this was one of the, uh, one of the last travel deals that I got. I think this is a, is a cool one. I brought this up a long time ago, but we're going to Cleveland, which isn't out of the state or anything, uh, but we're going to Cleveland. And for whatever reason, I just, I thought I'm going to, I'm going to bring a couple pedals. Just, you know, never know what I'm going to find up there. So I remember is you know super late. We're all hanging out there, me and my family, just uh, in Cleveland. And uh, <laughs> I stumbled on this guy who was selling it. Just, there was just a box. It just it had a box, and it had a bunch of stuff. And I was like, wait, wait, that's a box of stuff. And what he had listed in there, there was one thing in particular. And I should have just bought the whole box. Um, I called him or I sent him a note and I said, Hey, I'm in Cleveland. I can come pick this up right now. And he's like, it's 11 o'clock. <laughs> I'm like, that's fine with me if you're awake. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but he said, well, no, I'll meet you in the morning. So I, I told my wife and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to buy this pedal. It's like, you know, you, you guys will still be asleep. Everything's cool. <laughs> she's like, you, you're buying gear on our family vacation. What's wrong with you? <laughs> And I met this dude in a parking lot at like six thirty in the morning, oh, wow. and he was well. He was an old guy, so he was like oh. he was up. Um, and I got a, a an original Heathkit uh, fuzz uh, die cast wow. body, and I knew like that was that was a that was an expensive pedal. It, he's like, right. I, don't, I don't care. Yeah, so wow. I traded him. I traded him an old OCD for it. <laughs> nice. Yes. Score. Score. Yeah. I think that's a fair trade. Yeah. Um, anyhow, so those the the old the old list is fun. So if you're if you're not doing that while you're traveling, people, what you're missing out because when you travel in the country, uh, I I know I don't know if you guys have uh, run into this, but there are certain areas that you tend to see 
lots of more specific kinds of gear. Mm -hmm. You know, lower Midwest, it's it's a lot of like ESPs and Deans <laughs> and stuff like that, and like Line Six Spiders and yeah, and and a lot of a lot of PV uh, later PV stuff, uh, and um, it's it's just an odd thing because you that's not what you find in in northern Ohio even or or. Yeah. Uh, or even on the East Coast, it's 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 really interesting. These little micro ecosystems of what are people playing mm -hmm. and why, and what are they listening to that's influencing that. Yeah, that's well, I, yeah. I, I, uh, I when I was back in when I was in search of trainer amplifiers, mm. can always find them in everybody in, is. in Michigan. Well, this is before they were popular. Yeah, back when I knew what I was doing. Yeah. But anywhere, you know, northern coast, anything that bordered Canada, you could always find some old 60s tube trainer that was, uh, you know, hopefully working. But I, I, I bought a couple of them that way. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's interesting because we're, because, you know, as of last season, we're going all over now. So I did a survey of just to see what the top 10 cities were that had the most listings because, you know, well, now it maxes out at like 10,000. It kind of goes all over. You can find Boston and New York, et cetera. But at the time, it would max out at 3,000 listings that they would show you. And most, and there was only a handful of cities that even reached 3,000. So therefore, you could like figure out how big the markets were. Yeah. And surprisingly, Phoenix, and Dallas were like bigger than Chicago and Nashville in terms of listings. Wow. That's hard to believe. Yeah. There's really, just looking at just the number of postings, they had more postings in those two places than those two places. And SF and LA and New York were the biggest, followed by, like I said, Phoenix. Even Denver was huge and Dallas, Dallas bigger than Austin. It was weird. Hmm. Yeah. It is strange. But you also start to get into that now everybody, the bigger the market, the, the more retail-y, pricey things yeah. tend to be. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, some of those places, there are really cool deals. Then uh, there's some really funny ads when you go start going into some, you know, funky places. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Know, this the, the funniest one I have to say, if you don't mind, I'll tell this one funny story. Please. Uh, That's why you're on the show, man. Yeah. All right. All right. This is the, <laughs> no Max, more stories. This better be good, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering which one this is going to be. Yeah, I was going to say, Max, I don't know what your funniest ad was that we found going, you know, because now we're going like deep south. Oh, and man, like, there's so many. It's hard you to know? remember. Yeah, this this one, it was, there, it was a base and it was a pretty cool base. You know, I, I clicked on the ad. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like, you know, I have to sell this base. Uh, cause I lost my finger. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm scrolling and there's a picture of the base, the front, the back. The third picture is a picture of his hand with the missing finger. Oh my God. Wow. Cause I need, cause that really encourages me to purchase the base. Like I need to see that. Like, yeah. And, uh, and then across his knuckles, it said hate. <laughs> so like, oh my God. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it was like you know I can't wait to go over this guy's house. Amazing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but the other side probably said love. Yeah, you never know. We only showed the one with the missing. You know, it's, uh, that, that was yeah. Well, was he little... he wanted to show everybody that he was indeed missing a finger and not yeah. just <laughs> trying to sell something on Craigslist. Yeah, yeah. It's not just the base. It's not the base, man. It's me. You know, it's yeah. like one of those. <laughs> Maybe his right hand said love, and then his toes said conquers and then his other one says hate oh uh, that's yeah. probably what happened yeah i think you're yeah probably wrong so there, <laughs> there are times we'll put ads up that are just freaking hilarious that are like maybe this isn't a deal but like who the hell made this ad you know yeah. which obviously is pretty pretty funny that is that is mighty good um so are you you talked about plans about 
putting together something that is a little less reverby than reverb. Yeah, I mean, down the line, that that's the goal to have a you know a place one uh, you know first of all, well, first we have the weekly show that deals with these deals, and then we have a parallel interview series which we interview um, you know people like uh, you know that make amplifiers, you know, write books really about funny, guitars, handsome guests, podcasters here, you know, everyone <laughs> from the scene, you know? Um, so, so it's kind of like just producers, musicians, you know, all that kind of stuff. Smart kind of get, people. Smart people, especially the podcasters. <laughs> no, and, I haven't you know, been on yet. <laughs> so, you know, kind of give a background. It's kind of, to me, it's kind of what's happening now. Whereas obviously it's telling the used gear, it's what's happening, you know, then, you know, the whole vintage game. So, yeah, yeah I mean, w the goal would be to have a place, uh, you know, where these, we can, you know, people can list things and sell them to people on this format. And it's, you know, it's obviously branded and has a look and we can host all of the interviews that we've had up. And so if you want a new guitar, this is where you go. And if you want an old guitar, you go over here. Um, and you know, have, uh, you know, background if we were buying from, and I really love the regionality of Craigslist and I would love to have a map, you know, um, and just all the boutique builders from all over the world. And, um, you know, just geographically regionally, like all these things really matter, I think. Mm -hmm. And we're kind of losing that as, as time goes on. Yeah. I think that's, uh, it's, it's funny. I think that Craigslist is one of the few things that is still keeping that kind of stitched together and in, in, in it's okay that it's in pockets. We like that it's in pockets. We mm -hmm. like that it's not one giant Craigslist, you know, it's, it's kind of, so I just uh, hooked Johnny Morales up with a guy from Michigan who was selling a Jay Mascus uh, Squire. Oh yeah. Mm. So he got it by way of me not living in the same state as this other guy. <laughs> right. It, it all worked out, you know? Although Craigslist did expand their related searches. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, but which is, it's, it's cool, but actually I did a search for something. What was I can't remember. And, um, and I was like, oh, wow, that's really, I was like, wait a minute. That's actually really far away. Yeah. 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 Recently, last couple of months, we noticed this. Yeah. We're like, oh, it's a great deal. I'm like, that's another city. I'm like, oh man. So it's actually not that cool because, but at the same time, you can always reach out to people and they, they can ship you some, you yeah. know, ship it, you yeah. know, it's possible. It is. I mean, we're getting stuff. Uh, and the, the recent search I did, I got stuff from Indiana, from Pennsylvania, from, right. uh, yeah, out of state, out Illinois. Of state, yeah. yeah. Also so, known as Alice out of state. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, well, that, I think, you know, that would be really fantastic if you guys could manage that. And, and um, you know, if, if you do it soon, make sure you let us know. Yeah, no, of course, of course. Yeah, it's a long-term goal. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, it's a pretty intense e-commerce website. You'd have to, you know, start build, building there. But, uh, but, you know, at this point, you know, just trying to connect you know, connect people, uh, and you know, the, the thing here we love, which is, you know, the gear world. And it's such an exciting time, yeah. uh, which is, you know, why there's so many shows about it and so many awesome builders and so much information out there. Um, and just want to champion the, you know, the amazing people out there that are doing this really innovative and cool stuff. And, uh, you know, honestly pulling the mystery off of a lot of this vintage gear, you don't need to spend $50,000 on a Strat to get a great sound of Strat, you know, no. and you shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> realistically, in Todd's, that, in Todd's world, that's a poor investment. Um, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's a strat. I just got my own. Th I didn't even get that right away. <laughs> I was oh, being, yeah. Anyways, oh uh, boy, I almost uh, drug us out. You of were that being happy fun times, subconsciously facetious. Yes. So, uh, how did you guys? You you said that 
you just started getting together. Where's where's your background stem from together? No, we've so we've a lot of we had a lot of mutual friends. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next <Yeah>. question. <laughs> <laughs> so you know we we were playing music in Brooklyn and. It's kind of like, it's a big scene, but it's not that big. You know what I mean? Everybody's in everybody else's band. And uh, I think, Brian, did I meet you through where you worked with Alex? Is that possible? Yeah, yeah I think, uh, my, yeah, a, friend, a mutual friend, Alex, was playing drums with your band. I think that's pretty sure that's how I met you. We were working together, and then I went and saw your band, um, and then I met you. Um, but yeah, we were like, again, we were, you know, I, I don't think... Uh, we didn't hang out too much exclusively, but just start talking about gear. And it's, you know, sometimes it's hard to find, there's a lot of musicians that don't really care about gear. So it's nice yeah. to find yeah. people that do. Um, Did so he come up to you of, and say, yo, I'm from Brooklyn. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Missed opportunity, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't remember. I actually don't remember uh, the, how this even started. I just remember at some point we were sending deals back and forth because I know he was looking, you know. and There was one time... I tried to sell an acoustic and you were trading a guitar and then I, you gave me your phone number and then it ended up, I already had your phone number and it was you. <laughs> oh, weird. Yeah. I feel like we're in a John Cusack movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> you remember that, Brian? You I were selling that guitar <laughs> that was an orange, like shredder guitar with a Slayer sticker and I oh, had yeah, some like red, yeah. 50s <laughs> acoustic that I wanted to get rid of. That we were going to do a trade. Or you tried to trade me for it? I tried to trade you, and you're like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I need, yeah. That was the first guitar, first guitar I ever bought, actually. Yeah. What, what, what is that? I, I'm very curious about this. this At the end orange. of the day, I took the money and bought uh, freaking uh, bongos with it, like an idiot. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that's a true story. But uh, I had, yeah, the first time I ever bought it, you know, I got it for my uh, 20th birthday. I bought it, went out to the store. And uh, it was like an 80s Ibanez Roadster 2 or something like that. But it didn't have the good pickups in it. Um, and it, But it was really easy to play. And I remember I just – I never, like, gigged with it or anything. I just learned how to play on it and then bought something better. Uh, and you said it was uh, orange with a Slayer sticker on it? It was red. And then I had this Slayer sticker that said Slayer in the exact same red. So oh, then I that's actually black cool. around it. Yeah, so then I put it on the top horn – Cause it's kind of like, you know, like a super shredder wannabe thing. Yeah. And, uh, and you couldn't tell that it was a different red. So it was, it looked weird. It didn't look like a sticker because of that. Yeah, I can dig it. Okay. Um, I've uh, been to several Slayer shows. Um, nice. actually <laughs> funny thing. Um, two, two quick Slayer things. Uh, I remember, uh, we were watching at the, at, uh, the Hollywood, what the hell? The palace in Hollywood. We're at the palace. And um, uh, our friend's band, who at the time was breaking, and they were gets, trying to get rid of their demo, um, was, they were a little band called Rage Against the Machine. Oh, wow. Oh, they were, yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, they were playing, and th their demo was a cassette. Um, it was like newspaper print, and there was a match tape to it, you know? It was pretty cool, right? Anyways, so we're sitting there listening, and uh, uh, in between the songs, we hear this, hey... And we, we turn around, and it's like Slayer's sitting like right behind us. Oh, and wow. like, we, you guys like these guys? What do you think? And they, they were just like <laughs> legit asking, like, what do we thought of the band? <laughs> of Rage Against the Machine. Slayer asked you what you thought of Rage Against the Machine while watching them. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. It was, it was really, uh, 
It was interesting. And I think, if I recall, there was a band that opened up for him called, like, Double D Nose. <laughs> Double D Nose. I, I, seriously, I'm, I'm almost positive. They were called Double D Nose open, opening up for him. It, like it, it was, it was case, <laughs> or like you know the answer. It was, it was weird. Um, and then there's a place called uh, out there called Dave & Buster's, which is, like, Mm-hmm. It's sort of like adult. Well, did you guys have those? Uh, it's, a, yeah. it's adult Chuck E. Cheese, right? I mean, not adult, Square. like sexy yeah. Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Why isn't there uh, that? I don't understand. But the, uh, yeah, Dave and Buster's. So I'm sitting there just, you know, kind of walking through because I don't even know why I was there, but I was. And and I'm, <laughs> I walk down and I turn the aisle and there's a dude sitting on a stool with the with the wraparound glasses. And I was like, that's freaking Carrie King, and, and, and but he, you know, he in was freaking Dave and Buster's. He was in Dave and Buster's, and well, because they all lived in Orange County. I lived in Orange County, and and um, oh, okay. and, and he was just sitting there, and just must have been waiting for his kid to finish up or something like that. And um, I, I walked, I was walking towards him, and I just gave him the like the most subtle like nod, like I see you, and he gave me a subtle nod back, and I just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, Dave and so Buster's. I have a- I ran into Jay Mascus on the street once and uh, I tried speaking to him and he looked at me and went, uh, and turned around. <laughs> and once again, <laughs> why you should never meet your guitar heroes. That's kind of how he sings too. Yeah. So maybe yeah. he was actually singing something to you. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Um, so any new plans for what you guys are doing as far as like the show? Let's you talk about the show a little bit. Cause that's the thing that people can really go and listen to. I know that you dipped into it a little bit, but, um, tell us like, what was the genesis of that? Uh, and, and what you love about it and why people should listen. Well, it was kind of a, a pandemic child. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We we're all kind of locked up. And me and Brian were just sending each other deals, so we made a podcast. Yeah, pretty much. And it was a way to, you know, again, I was missing New York Craigslist like a psychopath, and uh, <laughs> I can re- reconnect. And yeah, it was again, it was 20, 2021, you know, January 2021, we put out the first episode. And, uh, you know, we were just, just wing it. You just was winging it, but, you know, a couple of deals back and forth, real BS about it. And, um, just kind of grew from there. And, you know, then we asked a couple people f- to be interviewed. Um, and it was Max's idea actually to make the interview separate from the show. Was uh, it? Yeah, it was your idea. I know you don't oh. even remember that, but that happened. <laughs> so it was a smart idea. Uh, and yeah, so we put, you know, once a week, um, you know, when we can, we were doing every single week with the deals and then every other week with the interview drops on Fridays with our show comes out on Tuesdays with the deals. Um, uh, but as things got a little busier, we don't always put a show out every Tuesday, but we at least we post deals every Tuesday and there's at least a show once a week for everybody out there. Um, and you know, on Instagram, we post a lot of, uh, you know, other cool content and we always love to repost, um, you know, people we've had on and keep, get updates and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that kind of a thing, but yeah, it's just a way to keep connected. Um, and as, as you guys know, you meet so many cool people, you know, I think we've interviewed like 60 people. It's like the, uh, amount of rad 
amazing people building such cool stuff and the amount of things you learn and get excited about. And now when I walk into a store and I'm like, oh, I, oh wow, this is, I talked to that guy last week. And oh, wow, this guy wrote this book. And like, you know, I talked to this, you know, I'm like, the guy at the store is like, did you know? I'm like, dude, I know a lot more than you apparently because I just talked <laughs> to this guy for an hour directly, you know? Yeah. And not really realizing it, um, like you're saying, you know, we're not really, you know, getting cuts from these deals or anything, but the really the part, reason uh, I, I always you know, remind myself I'm doing it is because you're connecting with all these people and, you know, um, and it's just, it just get to meet so much, many awesome people that are really doing what they love. And there's so many good pandemic stories and just talking to people that are doing the thing that they love to do, um, is, is a positive, healthy thing to do. You know, I think. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, I can, uh, recall, uh, January 20th, 2021. Hey, Love what you do and have been a fan of your podcast for a while. My friend and I started up a gear podcast highlighting the best deals in NYC and LA on the used market. New show every Tuesday. Link in bio. Hope you enjoy, Brian. Wow. There you go. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I, I sent that to a lot of gear podcasts, Todd. And you uh, were the one guy that wrote back. And January 20th. Like yeah. Man. Minutes later. No, you were on it, dude. And I was like, all right, you know, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. This guy's a genuine dude, you know, and supportive. Uh, that's why, you know, I say you guys had 300 episodes and, you know, we had built up our listener base and you, as you know, it takes some time to get a flow going. It does. Um, you know, and it was just, you know, it was awesome to have you on, man. Cause like I said, from the beginning, uh, you know, you were as part of the gear community and then it's kind of two communities, the podcast community and the gear community, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's definitely very cool to have, uh, you know, a brother show here i would like to say you know well we appreciate that and we we uh you know i instantly i was like yeah that's great more better equals good yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah we're, we're stoked that you guys are doing out there doing that out there and uh, ladies and gentlemen if you have not listened to sonic artifacts um if nothing else it's a cool name so you know, give it a shot. You know what I mean? We got that. We got a t-shirt if you don't like the show, you know? Yeah, so. that's a great t-shirt. That's a, that's a really cool t-shirt, by the way. Thank you. Um, of course. So we're going to, uh, uh, final thoughts uh, before we uh, jump in the El Camino and take a ride? No. Um, just Wait, What's the El Camino reference? Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> no i'm just excited you know um that's you know people have been checking us out and you know excited about the deals and uh you know i'm I'm stoked to be on the show talking about it you know it's very 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 cool it well thank you um if people have a good deal that they're posting on craigslist and they're like hey i got something really unique should they reach out to you yeah, they can reach out. I, I I try not to take like total submissions because I don't want to be bombarded with a bunch of stuff that's not like a deal that doesn't fit the format. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but especially if you have a cool story or um, if you've been on the show, I always encourage you. If you sold it, like who'd you sell it to? Like what were they doing with it? You know, I don't know. Like I love the history of the gear. Part of the Craigslist too is when you go over to the house or whatever. There's always some. There's some funny might happen or whatever. I've you know I've gotten some. There's always gear. something funny. You know, that happens. That's what I I want to get more of that on the show. <laughs> yeah. You know because I know that's really good. You know. Um. So that's what I'm trying to encourage it can be more. Scary sometimes. Yeah. Well, Even as a yeah, grown man, I'm like, I don't know what I'm walking yeah. into here. Well, I remember I remember my friend was selling his like '90s Rick uh, to this to this person or whatever, and I came over his apartment. 
And it was a long hallway when you went to the basement apartment, and then you walked down a long hallway back to the living room, and on the, on the long hallway was the bathroom. So I went to the bathroom, and the guy within this time went back to the long down the long hallway, and he was like, you know, some you know suit blues lawyer kind of a dude, and he's not used to going into some you know twenty five year old rocker kid's apartment or whatever. So he goes down, and I come out of the bathroom, and I walk over, and this guy's face for one like a second was like, is this a setup? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, no, dude, it's not a setup or what. Because, you know, he had $2,000 in cash in his yeah. hand. You know what I mean? About to do this, Rick. And I just, like, come out down the long hallway and he's cornered in the back. And I'm like, this isn't what this is. Yeah. But, yeah, Craigslist, you know, you go, you know, bring a friend. And then <laughs> you know? and then little Steven popped out. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. All right. Max and Brian, we are just really thrilled that you've been on the show. We thank you for coming on and sharing all these great stories with us. It is that time where we're going to hop in the El Camino. We're going to swing by Jared, who's not there because this Jared! is burning the midnight hours. What are you uh, doing? I, at work, he actually Come he on out. texted us. It's time us to and, do the Would You Rather. Yes, he's not, he's not there. So we'll keep going. And uh, now it's time for... Would you rather? That is weak sauce, but we'll go with it anyways. <laughs> hey, would you rather? Yeah, okay, it's getting worse. I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah, oh boy. Uh, so this is from uh, our friend Scott Sullivan, who sent us a, a, he had some time apparently on his lunch break, and we got really crafty and imaginative with this one. So Did he use a computer or hang on his out. phone? I, I think he might have thumbed it. Holy cow. Yeah, that's, I'm not joking. That's impressive. Yeah. Okay, so you're walking down the street in Brooklyn, and <laughs> you are approached by Fat Guy with a Cigar Records, who has taken notice of your haymaker band called the Banana Brains. <laughs> Fat Guy himself witnessed your stellar performance at the Rustic Rook in Texarkana, Arkansas. Like I said, it must have been a good burrito that uh, Scott wow. was having. He is offering an all-expenses-paid trip to North Carolina per to perform in the town of <laughs> Why Not uh, at Why Not Pottery and Acacia Art Studio. <laughs> this is very specific. I would say so. Yes. Despite Fat Guy offering this expensive endeavor... Your band is Fat Guy's last hope to save his crumbling label. I, I think he's not picking the venue so well. May, that might be contributing. Yeah. Um, on the plus side, Fatter Guy with two cigars <laughs> records is planning to attend this event with the intention of investing a large monetary sum into Fat Guy with the cigar records. Yeah, stay with me. The record deal will allow your band to maintain all of its rights and it's outlined in a rare artist-friendly contract. That's a bonus. Yeah, that never happens. His investment is going to be based solely on the delivery of a mind-bending performance by the Banana Brains. All right? Okay. So he wants to see the performance of a lifetime, and then he's going to sign this record deal, and it's going to save his record company. Got it. All right. Your band would receive $250,000 of no-strings-attached startup funding if they are as good as Fat Guy has described to Fatter Guy in a room drenched with cigar smoke. <laughs> I am so lost what, right now. What is his day job? I don't understand where he's getting this. Um, due to Fat Guy's current, <laughs> due to Fat Guy's current financial disposition, he cannot afford to ship your gear to Why Not to North Carolina. 
Fat Guy does not trust the mischievous rough-and-tumble rock fans of Why Not due to a past history of performances. Because of that, there are limitations to the gear provided for your performance. Okay. Is this the would you so, rather part? <laughs> I, my head is still spinning. It's easy. It's, 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 just listen to it a few times. It'll okay. be fine. Uh, so, would you rather scenario number one? The venue has agreed to construct a stage with a soundproof and bulletproof <laughs> enclosure featuring silent electronic drums, thus protecting your group and fat guy's prized equipment. The audience will hear your awesome performance, but there is no electronic audio signal within the special box, so you can't hear what you're playing, really. Yeah. Now... With the protection of the enclosure, Fat Guy has agreed to provide the professional gear confiscated from the now-defunct supergroup, the Doobie-Doos. <sighs> in, <laughs> in the aftermath of an unfulfilled contractual obligation, the confiscated gear includes an incredible dream custom shop guitar of your choice, including, but not limited to, an SG Les Paul Telly or Strat. Fat Guy is a listener of the Guitar Knobs podcast and has invested all of his money over the years on high-end music makers. Nice. Okay, so that's scenario number one. Number one. So scenario number one, bulletproof box, can't hear what you're playing, but you got the best guitar you can possibly think of. Or scenario number two, you conduct a live performance behind a shoddily constructed chain link fence <laughs> despite the reputation for the crowd throwing bottles and trash and rats with tattoos wow <laughs> this leaves you all the, at the mercy of the fans that sent the doobie doos running for running home for doobie snacks <laughs> the following gear would be provided a guitar, which is described in quotes on the website, high-end quality fingerboard kitten guitar, sold by Tony's friends at DHgate. <laughs> I love my friends at DHgate. <laughs> and a mini board of Amazon mini pedals. Oh, boy. <laughs> what kind of amp are we talking about? Uh, that, that's, that's uh, we don't know. But, uh, good one. No, crap one. Crap one. Crap, crap one amp. here. Crap amp. Yeah. Okay. Whew. In summary. In summary, bulletproof, amazing gear, no here. Or hear your awesome performance and perform well because you can hear it, thus potentially a greater chance of winning the $250,000 because it's all based oh, on your performance. I forgot, I forgot that that was part of this. Right. So uh, we all know it's, it can be difficult, even with earplugs in our ears, if you're, yeah. if you're playing, like you, you feel disconnected. So imagine being in a sort of a, a box that you can't hear hardly anything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, it's quite, but if you're so playing that, on a piece of crap, that can be hard too. Everything hinges on the performance is what you're telling everything me. Everything hinges on the performance. Okay. Yes. And or your ability to dodge rats with tattoos. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so here we go. Um, yes. $250,000. Tony, hmm. what are you doing? I, I, I have to, as, as much as I am afraid of tattooed rats, um, I mean, I don't mind. I've had beer bottles thrown at me before, so that's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, 
I'll, uh, I'm going to go with, I want to be able to, I have to hear myself. Yeah. Your mom's got terrible aim, so you never had to worry <laughs> about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Daddy! She, she, she only had one eye, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no depth of perception. Yeah. Um, no, that's, I mean, being inside of a safe, soundproof cube yeah. is not something I could do. I mean, I, I, no. I, got, I have to assume the risk because I want this big record contract. Yeah. It, ca- it kind of makes me think of, there's a, there's a band called The Battles, which is amazing. Um, they had a song called Atlas, and they shot it in this glass cube, and it was freaking amazing. If you go look that video up, it's there. those guys are insane. Did they fill it up with water? No. No, oh, that would be even cooler. Mm, colder anyways. <laughs> uh, let's see here. So you're doing which? I'm going with scenarios. Scenario two. number two. All right. Uh, let's see. Max, how about yourself? You got to go with the one where you can hear yourself. Have to. There's like, there's no way around it. I you was burping. Agree? Sorry. No, I was burping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking bubbly water. So I thought you were doing some of that Tibetan monk throat singing. <laughs> uh, so Brian, so about yourself. Also scenario oh, yeah. number two. Yeah. Both of you guys, scenario number two. I also I saw Ministry once behind a chain link fence and it was pretty rad. Was were you behind a chain link fence or were they well, behind it, a chain link fence? It, I guess both of you were really if you in put theory, it in yeah. theory. Yeah. Okay. So there was a fa- chain link fence between us. Yeah. That's a that's a loud concert the old ministry there. Mm. Okay. What are you thinking? I'm going number two because I mean, I know I can smell it. it, it, (laughs) Even in even when we're practicing, it's like I just feel disconnected. You know, I know it's protecting my hearing, but it's so difficult. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, that's what in ear monitors is different because you can actually hear what's going on. But just if I've got earplugs because I'm my right ear is right next to my drummer, it's like you know. So yeah, that that's a that's a no brainer for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's plus all the stuff being thrown at you. You got to dodge it. It's like you know old Sex Pistols days down in Texas. That's awesome. Do it. Bring it. Throw me that's your a, rats. That sounds like a way more fun show than a band like absolutely hear themselves. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, for yes. sure. I'm I'm going with two as well. So. Yes, and I'm not a good enough player to to not you know to be above playing the. Um, quality high-end maple fingerboard kit and guitar. So, yeah. Anyways, sounds like well, and since it came from my friends at the HK, yes, and maybe maybe didn't even arrive. Maybe there's something else. <laughs> you got a fifty-fifty chance. <laughs> yes. Anyways, um, thank you, Scott Sullivan, for that incredibly whimsical and imaginative scenario. That was uh, that was a delight. And if you double thumb that, my hats off to you. Yeah. Yeah. Tip of the old fez. Yes, indeed. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we need to thank a few people here real quick. Well, you know, Todd, at this point of the show, there's a very special group of people that we love to thank. These are our executive producers. Now, what's an executive producer? Well, executive producers make this show possible. How do you become one? You go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. And just check out a couple different levels in which you can participate, become a sponsor, a patron of this very podcast. Each level comes with some very, very nice thank you gifts and opportunities to win great stuff. Absolutely. We're going to be giving away another guitar here pretty soon. Plus, 
you get a handwritten note from Todd himself. Yes. Thanking you. That is super and special. And that <laughs> is something to to frame. Yeah. No, we got really great stuff, and we love to get it in your hands, um, and we would love for you to support the show. So go ahead. But there's one thing more. Yes. You get to have your name read on the thing. The name read on the thing. I did it without a cue card, Jared. There you go. Nicely go done. <laughs> so. No, I don't need cue cards. I don't even know what's a cue card. <laughs> Is that like a mutron? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so special thanks to these executive producers. Moon Guitars, Feeder and Pedals, John Halverson, Rick Calhoun, Trevor Gunberg, Elad Mizrahi, Mike D, Richard Kendall, Mark Garton, Matt Hart, James White, Justin Jones, Anthony Gemalero, Bill Gola Guitars, John Esterly, Anthony Lathrop, Stefan Lamb, Michael Senchuk, Ken Sayers, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Tom Barazin, Rusty Sneeden, Ralph Gottschalk, Don Kloss, Gregory Randall, Brett Hogarth, Eric Hammer, Stuart George, Michael Furman, Andrew DeHaan, and of course that bloke, James Bell. That's right. James Bell. James Bell. James, James, James Bell. James. James Bell. I said it three times. And, and we're did. making up for the times that we've messed but up. But he didn't appear. Usually he, if he you say something three times. Say it three times and Candyman appears. Yes. Ooh, scary. Ooh. Okay. But wait, Todd, there's, <laughs> okay. there's more. There's more. Yes. There's more. There's the upper echelon of executive producers. We call them our grand poopas. Yes. These are the creme de la creme, the top of the heap. Yes. They sleep in 20 by 20 bunk beds. <laughs> Soundproof cubes. <laughs> <laughs> and they yes. wear a fez upon their head. Yes. Whilst listening to the podcast. And at the same time. Yes. So special, 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 special thanks to these grand poobas. Tommy Manasco, Ricardo Igareda, David Kaminga, Brandon Wild Pickups, Hex Matos, Michio Murakishi, Bob Crouch, Jack Cadian, Sam Jett, Tyler Rines. LSJ Music Company, John Williams, James Pennington, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Cody Foster, Science of Sound, Brian Robison, Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, Michael Van Zant, Tim Nowak, Jonathan Daly, Martin Cliff, Sean S., David Poe, Billy Spitfire Unlimited, and congregation gear demos. What? Is this is this where you get to name, have your name read on the thing? No, Billy, back to sleep. Go ahead. Go back Sorry. to sleep, Billy. So, thank you, thank you. I mean, really, we fool around a little bit here, indeed. But we really, really do appreciate your support, and and we'll be hearing from some of the ones that you know that uh, we've we've mentioned that that have not been on. There will be on, so we can we can learn all about them. I like great. that idea. Yeah, yeah. All right. Dudes, Sonic Artifacts, where can people go to check out what you are doing? 
on all the platforms, my friend, for the podcasts. You know, like I said before, Spotify, Apple Music, Google, Amazon, and on and on. Uh, and we have an Instagram that links to our link tree. Uh, you can follow the deals. Uh, check out, uh, you know, we just had a raffle for an awesome pedal. Uh, that's at Sonic underscore Artifacts. And the link tree is linktree.com slash Sonic Artifacts. Boom. And get yourself some Sonic Artifacts merch. It's yeah. good stuff. Do it. All right. Uh, Tony. Head over to PickGuardian.com. Check out some of the things that I do. By and large, what I do is custom work. So shoot me an email. Let me know what you need, what you're trying to do. I might even have some good advice for you. Yeah. PickGuardian.com. And if nothing else, a pretty sweet new PickGuard. You can DM me at the Guitar Knobs on Instagram. You can also throw me an email. Todd at TheGuitarKnobs.com. How uh, exactly do you throw an email? Stop it. Uh, you, uh, you stop it. You, <laughs> if you, send us your your guitar heroes. Send us your. Uh, oh yeah. W- would you would, would you, you rather? I, I feel like the Statue of Liberty right now. Send us all of your people's. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm wow. pretty bummed. I'm wasted right now. I'm just. It's been a long day. Uh, please, if you have a uh, an HX stomp. Oh, if yes. you have one of the new Ampero 2s, if yes. you've got one of these Valatron GP200s, mm. if you have yourself an Eventide H90, go to Flint FX and get that stomper to protect your knobs. Protect your knobs. Protect your knobs at all costs, everybody. Go check it out. FlintFX.com. And check out the Valentinos everywhere that you can listen to music. All right. Max and Brian, thank you so much for ha- hanging out with us. We really appreciate you guys. It was great having you on the show. Thank you for having us, man. It was really great. Big pleasure. Yeah, thank Todd, you. really appreciate it, man. Thank you, guys. Tony, Todd, everybody. Um, you know, Jared, everybody. Awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank Thanks. you. All right, everybody, have a fantastic guitar weekend. Subscribe! Uh, no. Bing, bang, bong. Flim, flam, floozle, shibaza, doozle. Who is this? This is Todd? Who is this? Who is this? This this is Max. Max, this is Todd. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Excellent. I think he wants chili chili Fritos or something. What Tony wants, Tony gets. Right, okay. I actually have video on. I got to turn it off. Yeah, let's turn that off, yeah. All right, mute video. Oh, there's three of you. That's amazing. (laughs) Okay, there Uh, we go. um, What are you doing? What are you pressing? Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. Together. We okay. don't smoke sure. or swear or rat our hair. Yeah. No rapping either. Right? Well, I, I don't <laughs> no, rapping is wanna... encouraged. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Look at him trying to get take control back of the show. I love it. He's like, hey guys, can we just uh can we just do this? Here we go. I was waiting out here and it was getting cold. Nothing to eat. Chewing on a doormat. Now it just says well. <laughs> <laughs> I was also at uh, at the first Coachella uh, out in California, I, where I grew up. It was during the Chemical Brothers, and this dude standing next to me kept like bumping into me. And I look, and he goes, <laughs> he goes, "Yo!" And I was like, "Hey, you know, and he's like, yo!" <laughs> and he kept doing this, and he goes, and, and I'm like, "What?" And he goes, "Yo, I'm from Brooklyn." <laughs> <laughs> In the middle of this concert. Middle of this concert. <laughs> it's important to know things like I was this. like, know your man, neighbors. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then he reaches into his sock and pulls out a bag of weed. He goes, yo, I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> yeah, it's-
Water. I have a glass of wine and a cup of tea. Perfect. You're killing it. I got like a quarter cup of water over here. So <laughs> just just swish a hot dog in it. All right. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Hot dog soup. Nothing better. <laughs> I'll share my Brooklyn story. Yes, please do. You know the carousel? Oh, the, oh yeah, yeah. Under, 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 uh, Dumbo. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So that came from my hometown of Youngstown, Ohio. It was in a park called Idora Park. And I, I, mm-hmm. I rode that as a kid in Youngstown. And oh, then, wow. oh, wow. then when the park burned down in the 80s, everybody bought up all the stuff. Yeah. And now it's in Brooklyn. Tony, Tony was, um, I remember you were working at the World's Fair back in the. I was a barker. <laughs> Guys, do you have any questions before we actually start? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? How, Why have you how soon to you do can this? how soon you can bail? <laughs> yeah. Greatness, and if it was. something was great, it's like wow, it's a doozy. It's like the Cadillac. Yeah, except oh, wow. except it was a doozy, That's which right. was even better. That Duesenberg was better than a Cadillac. It's huh. awesome. Anyways, okay. Until they went bankrupt. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Tony. I told you he was around for the World's Fair back then. I remember yeah. my doozy he, he was a consultant on Hello Dolly. Um, <laughs> uh, I was staying in Manhattan and drove out to Brooklyn uh, to find Mast Brothers chocolates. At the oh, yeah. time, I had seen this thing. Uh, it was on like food TV, and I was like, "This is really cool." I just wanted to see it. You know, I appreciate people that make things and. And I'm knocking on the door, and and this the dude looked like straight from the show, big red beard, and he comes out and he goes, "Yeah." I said, "Hey, I came all the way from Columbus, Ohio, and blah blah." He goes, "No, you didn't." I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and he got into this big like, D- "You're wasting my time. What are you doing?" And I'm like, oh, "No, really, man. I did." And I showed him my driver's license and everything. He's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I yeah. told you of the best chocolates in yeah. all of the boroughs. <laughs> yeah. Now, what would have been better is if I would have said, "Hey, I'm from Columbus, Ohio," and he goes, "Yo, I'm from Brooklyn." <laughs> and away we go. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs visit our website at the guitar for all of our past episodes four on the floor blog and other good stuff you can connect with us on social too at our facebook page and share your gear and stories on our facebook group also be sure to check out our instagram at guitar knobs catch you next time